Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello again, welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, back after international break, I uh, am here with Adam. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Grand, thank you, Rich. And we've got Emma. How are you? I am well, thank you. Good. Right. Okay, so, international... I just want to, I just want to flag a concern at the top of the show. Go on. Um, we've already started and I've not done a backup recording and everything you've just told me suggests that this is a bad idea. But <laughs> here we are. So, if you don't hear me, why yeah i did bad again <laughs> again <laughs> dot 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 again uh okay so we've got world cup qualifiers to talk about um we've got bits and bobs of news uh leagues are back this weekend uh, and we're going to talk about the premier league as well so we're going to start off at wembley on uh, tuesday night i think uh england won hungary won um angry fans ringing up talk sport afterwards saying southgate out uh adam do you agree Fans were ringing. Oh, that sounds like a sounds like a statement of fact to me, Chris. Not a sorry. Not yes, not. Do you agree there were angry fans ringing up? Do you agree? That, do you agree with the angry fans? And even if I didn't have your evidence to, to tell me that they already were, I would, could guess that that would have happened. <laughs> were, were there angry people ringing up to talk sport? Does the day end in why? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you're going to draw games from time to time, aren't you? You can't win all of them. Yeah, you exactly that, Chris. <laughs> I was about to say when you're right 52% of the time, you're wrong 48% of the time. But um, but that that joke doesn't account for draws, so it doesn't work. Tumbleweed. I'll break that tumbleweed. I, told you it work. <laughs> I only saw brief amounts live, uh, and I did watch the highlights afterwards because the baking show was on the other side. Um, I thought Jack Grealish played all right, and I thought he combined well with Luke Shaw from what I saw. Is that a fair thing to surmise? Yeah. That is, yeah. Um, I mean, England weren't... They weren't terrible, like we've seen them be... I mean, I've seen them be terrible. Mm. And this wasn't terrible, it just wasn't good. And I mean the the penalty is a penalty, but it's also a little bit un, unlucky for for Luke Shaw there. Sort of like he goes to goes to clear that ball. His foot is high. You can't can't really deny that. But he's, he's taking a bit of a risk that the the attacker is going to like stick his head in there and try and try and win it. If he doesn't, nothing comes of it. The, and the ball's cleared, cleared out of, out of out of danger, and England probably win the game one 0 like we did, or 
maybe even further if you if we're able to take the lead and Hungary don't have something to to defend and, and protect. Um, Did any of the players disappoint you? Their performance. Uh, They got to the they got to the final uh, final of the European Championships because I just love them so much in all my heart. <laughs> uh, what about Harry Kane? He looked a bit leggy, didn't he? He, I mean, he was um, he was he was trying to get involved. He was he was drop, dropping deep again as as he's been accustomed to do, but. He he didn't look at his sharpest, and I think the same could all, could be um, labelled as Sterling as well. Um, if just one of them was sort of was having a better day again, England probably I'd probably win the game. Like margins are, are quite thin sometimes. Would you drop him? No. No. Okay. Um. What about the fans? The hungry fans. The, fans. the hungry fans. They were scamps, weren't they? They don't need to be hungry. I imagine they were hungry because the concessions are so expensive in Wembley. <laughs> um, so that began, that sort of began towards the start, didn't it? Uh, before the game kicked off, I believe. Before the game, was it? I mean, the first I heard about it was... I, I only really turned the game on as it kicked off. Um, but the first I heard about it was... Um, the ITV commentator talking about it sort of seconds into the games mm. um, so I don't think it, it it must have been close to if not preceding the um, the kickoff. yeah there was a, um, a hungry fan holding a banner uh, with a sort of line through it uh, it looked like somebody sat in a toilet but it was actually um, somebody taking the knee uh, and the um, the sort of fans were sort of booing that. I guess one thing sort of led to the other, and then the steward sort of turned up, and then the the police turned up, um, and they were they were sort of chased out of the stands by the hungry fans. Presumably, the police then went and sort of flagged down a passing bus, did they? As is what? the as is the current advice for people in trouble. Oh, I see. That was... I was trying to get political there. It was a current affairs reference. Yeah, did you like that? Except it was current affairs from two weeks ago. <laughs> it's current-ish, isn't it? Sure. Um, my understanding was that the, a steward was racially abused, and then they would have then probably requested the removal of a fan, and then things got things things got violent, and essentially, um, it, it is the old story of. People out, people out looking for a fight, find a fight. Yeah. Did you watch any of this game, Emma? Have you seen highlights at all? No, no, of course not. International football. Yeah, okay. That's because you're from your made-up country. That's right. Um, okay, also in uh, Group I, Poland uh, beat Albanian 1-0. Poland players celebrating got some um, plastic bottles aimed at them by the Albanian fans. So uh, Group I has got England on 20 points, Poland 17, Albania 15. Uh, in Group F, um, Scotland beat the Faroes 1-0. Uh, thanks to an 86th minute um, winner. Have you seen highlights for this, Adam? Scotland? Yeah. Wouldn't have thought so. Are we at the point now? I'm just reading names and numbers for the next couple of minutes, and you can 
Happily, mu- <laughs> happily mute yourself. <laughs> I watched. I I have seen elements of of France, Spain. You've seen elements of it. <laughs> Not compounds. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've seen enough to call them highlights. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just keep reading then. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and this is Group F. So the Faroe Islands lost one 0 to Scotland. Denmark beat Austria one 0 and in the process they qualified for the World Cup. Um, they're on twenty four points. Uh, Scotland are on seventeen. Israel are on thirteen. In Group A, um, Serbia beat Azerbaijan three one. Two goals from Vlajevic and Dusan Tadic. Uh, Portugal beat Luxembourg five 0 uh, Serbia on 17 points, Portugal 16. Group E, Estonia beat um, sorry, Estonia lost 1-0 to Wales thanks to a key for more goal. Uh, Belgium on top on 16 points, then the Czech Republic and Wales both on 11. Uh, in Group G, um, the Netherlands beat Gibraltar 6-0. Uh, Norway beat Montenegro 2-0. So the Netherlands are top on 19, then Tur- uh, Norway 17, Turkey 15. Uh, group H, Croatia 2, Slovakia 2, Slovenia 1, Russia 2. So Russia top on 19, Croatia second on 17. Uh, group J, uh, North Macedonia lost 4-0 at home to Germany, who qualified also. Who qualified also. Uh, Romania beat Armenia 1-0, so that's Germany qualified on 21 points. Romania 13, North Macedonia 12, Armenia 12. Right, that is Europe done. The Asian section uh, in Group A, Iran are top on 10 points. Uh, South Korea 8, Lebanon 5, UAE on 3. In Group B... Saudi Arabia on 12, Australia 9, Oman 6, Japan 6. So, results for uh, this section is Japan 2, Australia 1. Japan pulled themselves back into it because they had a surprise loss uh, earlier on in the first game of this qualifying round. Iran 1, South Korea 1, Oman 3, Vietnam 1. A rather entertaining Syria 2, Lebanon 3, Saudi Arabia 3, China 2. But all the action ever was in the UAE, wasn't it, where they drew 2-2 with Iraq? It was. Okay, tell me about this game. They had an excellent last-minute goal line kerfuffle. Well, it was like a it was like an excellent last five minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it looked like fun. But the highlights didn't really show that much. No, I watched this. This was quite cool. So. Yeah, so UAE... Well, was definitely over the line. I don't care what they say. No, I agree with you. So uh, this was UAE versus Iraq. Uh, UAE were winning 1-0 till about the sort of 80th minute. Iraq equalised. Glorious comeback. Yeah, Iraq equalised. Then they took the lead, uh, Iraq did, um, with Dick Advocar as manager. Um, UAE equalised in the 92nd minute or something like that. And then in the... Where are we talking now? It's about 94. Four minutes and 55 seconds aren't we yeah it was like 95 minutes wasn't it so what happened next pretty late on uh well a goalkeeper made a very good save but he kind of pushed it out and then the it, it was the uae guy right yeah he um he thought he got the ball over the line but uh nobody else did well, what they did, they played the... Um, it went to VAR, didn't it? Yeah, it went to VAR. Uh, but the replay that they showed... Yeah. ...looked pretty over the line to me. It did, and they showed that replay in the stadium as the referee had his finger to his ear. So all the UAE fans in the stadium and all the UAE players looked at this replay and went, yippee! Yeah, I just... I, I, I couldn't see how... There must have been like a microscopic amount of the ball that wasn't... Oh, totally over the line then. Yeah. Well, the referee then blew his whistle. Everyone cheered. And nobody was happy. <laughs> the, the UAE players were happy for about two seconds so they realised he blew for full time rather than a goal. <laughs> what if 
like he was going to cry. Mm-hmm. He was on his knees, wasn't he? Yeah, that's really <laughs> It was. Um, okay, so that's Asia in Africa. Lots of things happened. Uh, I have written some down, but there's just so many groups, it's just really difficult to get through. Lots of things have happened in Africa. I started writing them down, and there's just far too many just to try and make any sort of sense uh, on Sorry, one side of A4. England were in Group I, and you're claiming that Africa has too many groups. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, CONCACAF is easy. There's uh, only one group. Um, so, uh, so Gina, Dest inspired USA beat Costa Rica 2. What have you seen that goal, Emma? I haven't, but I'm proud of him, I guess. Yeah, he did very well. Uh, El Salvador lost 2-0 to Mexico. Uh, and Canada beat Panama 4-1. Goals from Alfonso Davis and Jonathan David. The Alfonso Davis goal is incredibly good if you uh, get a chance to see that. So he sort of steals the ball on the right-hand side, cuts in Robin like and, uh, and unleashes. Um, Panama, of course, who beat the USA a couple of days before. So no pushovers themselves. So Mexico are top on 14 points. USA on 11. Canada on 10. Panama on 8. And I think the top three automatically... Uh, qualify so Canada could be looking good for a World Cup appearance which would be pretty decent um, who was that sorry Panama again Canada I said Panama Canada in third I place I was listening Chris or was I well why not because you were talking about Panama or not about Panama as it seems well I did t- I did mention Panama briefly see I knew Panama were in there somewhere <laughs> you should be listening you'll learn something about Panama I wouldn't have thought so well, you might learn about the players. All you need to know is canal hats. <laughs> uh, okay, and in Comnable, uh, these are games from the... And, and they're one of those countries that's so little imagination that they make that their capital city is named Panama City. Well, that's good for the forgetful traveller. Yeah. That might have sort of... Good... That might be sacred to them. Yes. It's lazy though, isn't it? A bit, yeah. <laughs> Come on, put, some put some effort in. Uh, you as well, Mexico. And Guatemala. And I'm out. There's probably more. <laughs> I'm just calling out countries. Yeah. Entire, entire countries. <laughs> Someone's got a map. <laughs> uh, in Comnable, Brazil are top on 28 points, Argentina on 22, uh, Ecuador and Uruguay 16, Colombia 15. Um, so in the games the other day, uh, Chile beat Paraguay 2-0, Argentina beat Uruguay 3-0, I'm glad she's not on. Uh, Colombia 0, Brazil 0, Venezuela 2, Ecuador 1. Um, and there's games tonight going on. If you've got free sports, they're starting at 10 o'clock, Adam. So Bolivia play Paraguay, Colombia, Ecuador, Argentina, Peru, Chile, Venezuela, Brazil, Uruguay, which means there won't be any South American players, I don't think, available in the Premier League or in Europe this weekend. If it's called free sports, doesn't everyone have free sports? Uh, you might have free sports. I wouldn't be able to tell you what channel it is on Sky. But you just said if you have it, but surely... No? I don't know. I don't have a Skybox, so I don't know how that sort of thing works. I've I've got my free sports via a £120 subscription. That doesn't sound that free. Doesn't sound no, that doesn't free, do does it? it? No, it's part of the Premier Sports package. Um, right. Other games going on this weekend. Oh, games coming up this weekend, because we're getting to, um, back to sort of club football, aren't we? 
But we've got an international break in another month, haven't we? I thought we were done till March, but we've got. Oh, for sake. You'll be able to do have this. We'll be able to have this conversation again in a month's time, Adam. Can't we just put this podcast out again then? <laughs> the same one. Yes. <laughs> we could well do. Uh, right. So there's games coming back this weekend. In uh, if, only, if only Chris didn't ruin it with his current affairs talk earlier. <laughs> well, no, you just go back over it, and instead of saying it's two weeks out, you just sort of say four <laughs> weeks. Like, we you know, they sort of dubbed over Mr. Black in The Simpsons. I feel like women still being attacked will still be a thing then. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. It's a strong <laughs> argument. <laughs> okay, games this weekend in Spain. So, uh, the league table is like this. Real Madrid and Atleti are top on 17 points, as are Real Sociedad Sevilla on 14 points. Um, Real Sociedad play Mallorca, Celta Vigo play Sevilla, uh, Real Madrid play Athletic, Granada play Atletico Madrid, uh, and you can have a pity mention of Barcelona if you want, because ninth place Barcelona play 8th place Valencia, they're both on 12 points. Wow, wow, wow. Sergio Aguero's fit and scoring in a friendly. Oh, is he? Yes. That's good, isn't it? I mean, if, if I it then I'll believe it one reporters um, he's put the managerial sort of issue to bed by saying Koeman's going to stay you must be happy with that stability excellent news there you go it's getting better isn't it mm. uh, somebody oh. else who's been injured for quite some time has started training again who might that be is that Dembele I guess <laughs> it's a safe <laughs> bet that it's probably <laughs> Thomas for Marlon <laughs> Oh, guess who I saw linked with um, Barcelona today? Ooh, I bet it's someone rubbish. Uh, Jesse Lingard. I knew it'd be someone rubbish. <laughs> well, the greatest loan signing in the history of the Premier League. Yeah. He's done I well this year. He's not, I was going to say he's not good enough for Barcelona, but currently Luke de Jong is good enough for Barcelona, <laughs> so bring him on. Jesse Lingard would be an upgrade. <laughs> he really would. I take it back. Please join us, Jesse. So you got a front two of Martin Braithwaite and Luke de Jong with Jesse Lingard playing just off them and Sergio Roberto holding. World beating. <laughs> All conquering. Treble winning. In some actual, actual good news. <laughs> it, seems, it seems in the last hour it's been released that Pedri signed a new deal. Uh, yeah, he did that this afternoon. That's like a billion pound release clause, isn't it? Well, we it? only wrote about it in this country 49 minutes ago, okay? I want, I want to be happy for him, but I'll be happy for him when we have a manager who's not going to waste his talents for much longer. Because it's just a waste of time at this point. He might as well leave. I think I saw Fabrizio Romano tweet about this yesterday, and I think he said there's something like a billion pound release or billion euro release clause in his contract. So I guess he's off to Newcastle in January. <laughs> We're looking at you, Newcastle, and you're... <laughs> you amounts of money and you don't know how to spend it. We, oh. We're a one-stop shop. <laughs> we have everything you need. You, Coutinho, take you do, I was about to say, you do realise that <laughs> Newcastle are exactly what Barcelona needs right now. Yeah, they really are. So, someone dumb with lots of money. I'm going to put up a sign outside that says everything must go. <laughs> uh, so, how do you think those fixtures are going to go this weekend then? Uh, I think Valencia are going to be Barcelona. Yeah. Are, uh, are Athletic going to get a result against Real Madrid? Maybe. Real Madrid aren't really that very good, so I hope so. Yeah. I'm always here for some Athletic Bilbao goodness. Speaking of Newcastle, Nabil Fekir has been linked with Newcastle. I know, it makes you sad, doesn't it? Does. It does. 
Come on back. I hope you'll stay. He can't go there. I hope you'll stay. I paid £120 this year to see him. He can't just he, leave for the money. He's got to stay for the love. He's their version of Robinho. <laughs> I, I don't think in anybody's universe Neville Fakir is the new Robinho. <laughs> no, no, but essentially uh, the Robinho in this situation is the player who turns up but doesn't know where he signed for. Like, <laughs> thinks he's at Chelsea. Turns out he's not. He's going to sort of step off the plane and wonder where Tower Bridge is. That's what they should do. They should just make all of their, do all their negotiations for players in London. <laughs> and then you can trick them to going to Newcastle, that they, that they have to go to Newcastle after. London's really big. I'm just going to take you on a five-hour train journey to your <laughs> new home. <laughs> it's an easy commute, don't worry about it. Well, famous... Go by helicopter, go by helicopter like Michael Owen did. Um... Kevin Keegan, when he was manager of Newcastle, managed to lure at least one London-based player to Newcastle by saying that uh, Newcastle was closer to London than Sunderland was. I'm not even sure that's factually accurate. It's not. (laughs) Sunderland is further south. Excellent. I think it was Rob Lee who signed from Charlton. I think that was who it was. Uh, okay, as when you're Italy, uh, Napoli are top on 21 points, AC Milan 19, uh, Inter 17, Roma 15, so it's Lazio versus Inter this weekend, AC Milan versus Hellas Verona, Juventus versus Roma, and Napoli versus Torino. In Germany, Bayern and Bayer Leverkusen are both top on 16 points, uh, and then Dortmund and Freiburg are on 15, so Dortmund are playing Mainz, Freiburg are playing RB Leipzig, and Bayer are playing Bayern, so it's first versus second there. Um, in, oh, has anyone seen Bayer Leverkusen's Twitter this week? No. Is it wild? It is. It's it's quite a banterous Twitter. Oh. Yay. Does anyone want to hear about it? Uh, Bayer Leverkusen. Let me It'd be really check. funny if we just said no and just moved on, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or, if I just cut this bit out after you go, does anyone want to hear about it? And then you sort so... <laughs> Okay, give me one second to find it. I can't find it. Anyway, um... Instead, I'm not, I'm not, now I'm not cutting it out. <laughs> well, now I want to know what it is. Yeah, so do I. Well, it would help if I didn't put in Bayern Leverkusen. Rookie mistake. Exactly. Uh, okay, so... Um, Bayer Leverkusen, they did that red flag thing this week where it says, I don't watch Bundesliga. Someone replied saying, Bayern buys all your best players. It's literally a one-team league. He replied saying, we haven't sold a player to Bayern since 2004. Uh, And then somebody else replied with, uh, you haven't produced anybody of any worth or something. And Bayer Leverkusen replied again saying, uh, we literally produced the guy that scored the winning goal in the Champions League this season. Anyway, petty admin in club football. Banterous indeed. Banterous indeed. Uh, and in France, PSG are on 24 points, although they did lose last time out to Rennes. Uh, are on 18 points, Nice are on 16. So, um, PSG playing Angers, Montpellier versus Long, uh, Troyes versus Nice. Uh, some other decent games are in France. Um, on Saturday night, Lyon are playing Monaco. But also, it's the Derby Atlantique, which is the Derby of the Atlantic, Adam, uh, as Bordeaux play Nantes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Thank God you were here for that difficult translation. (laughs) Elsewhere, what have we got around the world? So in Bosnia, it's the Mostar derby as Zrinski play Vélez. Um, So Zrinski are the uh, Croatian club, uh, nationalist club, and they play Vélez, which is the Muslim club, which is always uh, 
uh, good fun to watch if you can get a stream of that. In North Macedonia, it's the old Skopje derby as Rabbit Niki play uh, FK Skopje. In Russia, it's the oldest Russian derby as Spartak play Dynamo. Um, in MLS, it's New York Red Bulls versus New York City. In Saudi Arabia, it's the Riyadh derby as Al Hilal play Al Nasser. And then, oh, I've been dreading pronouncing this all week. Um, uh, in Colombia, <laughs> have you got a pen and paper next to you? I don't. Okay, t- type this out on your phone, okay? <laughs> no, you're going to hang yourself. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to let you do it. Go on. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, it's the Classico. Double L together, is that a je? Mm-hmm. Okay, the Classico Vaja Quacano. Nice. Is that right? V A double L. No, I'm not from Colombia, but it's all Spanish, isn't it? What I what I love about this is you've been apparently dreading saying it all week, but if you'd left it out, would we have noticed? Well, no, because it's an interesting game. It's America de Cali versus Deportivo Cali. V A double L E C U A C A N O. It's so interesting. You don't know how to pronounce the name of the team, Chris. Oh, there's lots of things that are interesting. You don't know how to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> you can't know how to pronounce everything, surely. I mean, I remember watching Dragon Stojkovic at the 1990 World Cup, realising he was interesting to watch, but not entirely knowing how to pronounce his name. <laughs> That's not unusual, is it? Absolutely but, but, not, no. But, the, but then, as you were watching it, the commentator maybe said it once or twice? Yeah, he did, but before the game, when I saw... He's right. Yeah, I don't know, he's right, yeah. In those days, you don't. Commentate, English commentators famously are very good at getting um, foreign pronunciations right, aren't they, Emma? <laughs> yeah, they're 100% success rate all the time. <laughs> exactly, so it's possible. Pride ourselves on it. <laughs> uh, okay. recognise for around the world. <laughs> <laughs> so bits and bobs of news. Yeah. Bits and bobs of news. So Atletico Madrid, uh, sorry, Atletico Madrid, I wrote a Madrid. Uh, a Madrid court, not Atletico Madrid. <laughs> Let me start that one again. A Madrid court has ordered Lucas Hernandez to go to prison for a second violation of a restraining order which bans him from contacting his partner. Uh, The order uh, was made in 2017, um, since when the couple have gotten uh, married and have had a son. So I'm guessing it's been breached a couple of times already. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense, does it? No, it was... I read that story and had to double take. Is he happily married? They're married. Yes. So they had their restraining order when he assaulted her, and I think he got a restraining order on her as well, maybe for something similar. They went to Vegas to get married, because uh, it's only good things happen to footballers in Vegas, of course. Um, he went to Vegas to get married, came back uh, and was arrested at Madrid Airport uh, a couple of years ago for uh, violating his um, original restraining order. Um, he was given a suspended sentence for, for breaking it then. Uh, he's now been uh, told he must serve time in prison for breaking his uh, restraining order for a second time. Presumably he's done it lots of times, seeing as he's actually married and got a son with this person. Has this been in the news, Emma? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but it, it doesn't make any sense, does it? No. Like, why why do you still have a restraining order against your wife? Well, I, I, can, I can understand that bit. <laughs> I can well understand that bit. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> um... Yeah, which is all a little bit strange. Arsene Wenger uh, uh, has said, quote-unquote, he is bound to secrecy, but offsides could be automated by the start of next year's World Cup. Is this something either of you would like to see? Automated as in what? As in 
done by a robot. Yeah, no, I, I doubt there's a robot going up and down the line in place of a linesman. But I think there might be something on a monitor uh, which can automatically tell if a player is offside and then a beep goes oh, off in the referee's ear or something. VAR has okay. enough my... trouble doing that as it is, so that's not going to work. My head is still hurting from the Lucas Hernandez thing. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> uh, um, the automated offside. Yeah. Um, what if I the mean, system crashes and then everything goes down and then I where mean, are you? Fix the offside. Fix the offside rule first after the Mbappe shambles. What happened there? I've only seen a still of that. Um, it's just an absolute. Uh, so he was offside. He was offside, but then uh, Eric, I think it's Eric Garcia, gets a, the smallest touch, so it's considered a second phase of play, even though the ball was always intended to go to him. It's a nonsense decision. Um, and if that is not offside, then it is broken. Would you be in favour of automated offsides if players had a little microchip which gave them a small electric shock when they were when it sort of went off to say they were offside? Not a small one. A large one. Well, I... Karim Benzema writhing around on the ground. What if it got? What if like? <laughs> what Imagine if, if the... you had that in people in Zaghi's day. As much as well, I was about to say, what if um, the shock? got more intense every time you were offside <laughs> so the first time you're offside it's like a little and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger I think that would work well or like when bank robbers open um, uh, open a bag of cash and that die goes off inside and covers them <laughs> and Zaghi would have had his heart stopped then, but now, that's now, it would now be stopped because you'd have been offside now I'm thinking that also you should like there should be an option for the manager like can have a button they can press. <laughs> like in NFL, just throwing a flag on the play. And they can press it, they can only press it once, um, maybe once a game, maybe even once a season. But when they press it, it electrocutes all of the opposition. <laughs> I'd pay money to see that. Or how about the manager has got two buttons and he gets to choose. So he gets pinged to say that there's an offside. And he has to press one of the buttons to tell his player is offside. And it's either going to be the electric shock or the blue die. <laughs> he gets to decide. Where's, you're, you're, you, I think you're stuck on this idea of the blue die. I don't know where the blue die is coming from. That's my other idea. Yeah, but where, what, where's the blue die going to be? It's installed in little patches around their neck. So it sort of clings on to their... Um, it clings onto the collar of their shirt. Right, okay. And it sort of explodes every time they're offside, covering them in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what if they're offside multiple times in a match? You'll run out of die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're like some sort of squid ink bukkake. What happens if the opposite opposition team play in blue? <laughs> well, it'd have to be a colour, you know, neutral colour for the two of them. Maybe you could cover them in tartan dye. <laughs> Will you go to the shop and find some for me? I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can get you a long wait as well. <laughs> I went to stand, told a friend I've got it, me and him a job uh, working uh, in Israel at a place called Cheeses of Nazareth, a dairy farm. God, I hate that. That, prob that place probably exists. <laughs> I 
I also told her that monkey milk tastes of banana milkshake. There is no doubt in my mind that cheeses of Nazareth exist in Brooklyn, in the in New York, run by a hipster guy. Should we Google it? I'm on it. Cheeses uh, of maybe Los Angeles. <laughs> you can get cheeses of Nazareth key rings by the looks of it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the name of an album by Five Iron Frenzy. <laughs> That's a great name. There you go. Anyway, back to football. Uh, Wayne Rooney has opened up. A, uh, he's got a new Flying the Wall documentary, I think, coming out about him and his family. Uh, he's opened up about his mental health issues he's faced. Uh, he talks about fame uh, and how it affected him at an early age, uh, coming through so young. Uh, the pressure of playing for Manchester United and captaining his country. Um, I think Colleen Rooney's gone on there saying that she's sort of forgiven but not forgotten his previous transgressions, I think. I think that could be quite... Well, not always previous. <laughs> ongoing. He's ongoing. <laughs> Are you going to be tuning into this, any of you? Uh, no. It's no? Okay. Uh, Bournemouth's David Brooks has uh, come out and said he's got uh, stage 2 Hodgkin's lymphoma and will uh, commence treatment shortly. So our very best of wishes go to him. Um, 850... Uh, pl- sorry. I just... I always think that... The- Whenever I, unfortunately, whenever I hear of someone having Hodgkin's lymphoma, I always think of the um, the Curb Your Enthusiasm joke about whether Hodgkin's or non-Hodgkin's is the good kind of Hodgkin's. <laughs> I, think, I can't remember which one it is either. So. I think my mum had non. David. I, I think my mum had non-Hodgkin's and survived. So, hopefully. So that's the good one. Well, yeah, hopefully he does as well. I think they're both probably bad. I think. Well, I think they both are. Um, 850 players are threatening legal action, supposedly, after their data is being used for uh, gaming and betting and sports data. Uh, they believe this contravenes GDPR. Uh, players are looking to recover six years' worth of data. Um, football manager Russell Slade said, uh, quote, unquote, what we would rather do is talk and resolve this matter with these companies um, that are collecting, processing and using data without consent. Um, anyone got any sympathy for players on this? <laughs> what he means is... what. What the football manager guy should have said is, yeah, we're fucked. Uh, depends. I mean, it, I, is data a subjective thing that someone's saying, oh, he looks like he runs about 90, or is that a, something you measure, and then who owns that data? Because the data is about you. Do you mean, does it mean you own it? I don't know. I don't know whether that would count as the data, Chris. What do you think would then? I don't, I don't know, but I don't think that... I see what you mean, because... Because that bit is subjective, right? That's yeah. not... It's either measured on a computer program that someone has created or someone is looking at them and on much but of the day and going, well, that's 90. I think they're talking about all of the other stuff around them. All of the other stuff around. You're just thinking about the stats to do with their ability on the game. Yeah. All of the other stuff around it is not... There's non-subjective data there, isn't there? Yes, I guess there is. But do you own data about yourself or is that something... I don't know. I think the, I think that's been clearly defined that you do. Is it? Oh, okay, fine. Uh, West Ham were so desperate to sign Denver Barr, the less said about him the better, uh, that they hid him in the boot of a friend's car to get him into the training ground. He was saying that um, his club Hoffenheim 
threatened him with legal action after he refused to go to a winter camp as he felt that they were renaged on a deal to sell him to West Ham. Uh, instead, um, Hoffenheim wanted to sell him to Stoke, uh, where he failed a medical, um, and from there he sneaked in his car and went straight down to West Ham. Uh, he said, quote, quote, I didn't want to play Pulis ball, but Hoffenheim said it was either that or I have to play for them again. Pulis ball getting a bit of a pasting there. Do you really reckon uh, Demba Bar in a second language said Pulis ball? <laughs> uh, I've heard Demba Bar speak incredibly eloquently in English, so... Then he wouldn't use the word... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a thing, isn't it? Same as Catanaccio is a thing. Or Tikataka. I don't think it's the same. Is it not? I mean, it's not of the same... Yeah, it's not. I agree it's not the same sort of... Because they're actual words from actual languages. Where that's a portmanteau of terrible words. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I like the fact I got Pulis born at the same time as Cat Macho or something. You know, an actual <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> um, the PFA charity uh, is allegedly threatening to withdraw support for a dementia campaign group after... Meeting details were, uh, or uh, details of a meeting between a dementia campaign group and the PFA charity were reported in the Daily Mail. Uh, Brendan Batson has written of his dismay at the leak. He's the PFA charity chair. Uh, he allegedly said that the charity would now not provide uh, £100,000 to families of two players who have had dementia. Uh, Chris Sutton said the PFA continue to make excuses. They have millions in the bank. This is shameful from Batson. That doesn't sound very good, does it? Um, I think the problem is the problem for me is he might be completely right but I just completely phase out when Chris Sutton's speaking because I don't expect anything good to be said uh, I think I mean he's incredibly knowledgeable on this subject given his he may, yeah 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 I'm not disputing that I'm just I'm just not listening should you want to see a different Chris Sutton have a listen to the Monday Night Club on the Five Live because he's he's quite good on that because he's got Mark Chapman and Rory Smith to pull him upon any nonsense that must be all that's going on <laughs> no there is other stuff as well uh, okay right Premier League is back this weekend so Saturday at 12.30 on BT Sports Watford versus Liverpool in the John Barnes derby um, Claudio Ranieri's first game he's won 4 out of 5 at home versus Liverpool in the Premier League are we surprised to see him back in this country I thought he'd retired uh, no he's been at Sampdoria I think no man I think he said he's going to retire when he's 80. Oh. It's got to be approaching then, hasn't it? <laughs> Did you assume he already was 80? <laughs> Does he just look older than he actually is? Oh, you're going to play guest... He referred to himself as young and said he wants to beat Roy Hodgson's record. Uh, how old do we think Claudio Ranieri is? 70... Well, less than 80. 74. Adam? I reckon he's younger than that. Um, I'm not even convinced he's... Is he actually going to be in his 70s? That's old. Um, 68. Uh, he is. I'm prepared to snigger. 69. Wow. There you go. I do. I mean, he looks older than 69. I've seen 70-year-olds look younger than, than he does. Um, but he's obviously got the book, hasn't he? Uh, the last time... The... I hope it's not COVID. <laughs> uh, 
the last time these two teams played was in February 2020 when Watford won 2-0 to end Liverpool's 44-game unbeaten run. Um, Sadio Mane's got 99 Premier League goals. Uh, zero penalties in amongst all that, by the way. Uh, two Africans have beaten into that total of 100. Uh, does anyone want to guess who they are? It's quite easy. Is it Mo Salah? Yep. A Liverpool goal? Uh, no, two Africans have scored 100 Premier League goals. So not necessarily oh, Liverpool players. Did he drop it on Mo Salah? Yes, well done. How do you think this game's going to go? New manager bounce? They're addicted to that new manager bounce, aren't they? <laughs> do you think if you keep swapping your manager every game, you get a perpetual new manager bounce and you win the league with maximum points? <laughs> I genuinely think that's what they think is happening. Uh, it just seems like chaos to me. Um, <laughs> so how do you think this is going to go? Do you think Liverpool are going to struggle? Because they're going to have no... Um, Bobby Firmino, Fabinho, Adrian or goal. Adrian could well be in goal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there'll be no Bobby, and there'll be no Fabinho. Oh, well, if Adrian's in goal, then Watford are going to win. Well, like I said in the, in the uh, WhatsApp group earlier on, I've sort of got dodgy memories of this, because I seem to remember Adam Bogdan having an absolute mare for Liverpool at Watford a couple of years ago. Um, so... I'm a little bit concerned about this. For Adrian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, somebody cheer me up and say Liverpool are going to win. None of you think Liverpool's going to win? Yeah, they probably will. Why didn't? You just want to say it. <laughs> okay. No, I won't say. It. I think Watford are going to win because you specifically asked. I did. Yeah. Adrian, just no. I mean, he's not a he's not a terrible keeper, is he? I think he, of, of all the reserve keepers, he's he's not a complete klutz, is he? Uh, yeah, he is. <laughs> he's not very good at all. Okay. The Irish kid's better. Ah, maybe he'll play in goal. Play the Irish kid. Free the Irish one. <laughs> Shouting numbers and free the free the something something with Irish sort of inferences. <laughs> can be an, can be an awful lot of things. <laughs> wow, well, I'm at an age I barely can barely remember that, Chris. Like, <laughs> not not all of us grew up with pubs pub being blown up left, right, and centre next to them. <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah, okay, I can see Watford getting a draw here at least with the new manager bounce. <laughs> at the very least. Uh, so you're going for a Watford win, Emma, and you're going for a, a Liverpool win, Adam. Okay, uh, three o'clock games: Aston Villa versus Wolves in the Tony Daly derby. Um, Martinez has got three clean sheets against Wolves. Uh, Wolves have got consecutive away wins though against Watford and Southampton. Um, and Villa are on a bit of a streak at the moment. They're unbeaten in five, one three, drawn two. Uh, I guess Jimenez will be back from uh, international duty for uh, for Wolves. He might be a bit jet lagged though, seeing as he played today. But um, how do we see but this one going? Eddie Martinez won't be playing for Villa, right? Because he's... Oh, no, he won't, will he? Yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he, he won't be. So, who's the reserve keeper? Is it Tom Heaton, I think, is it still? Not Adrian. Not Adrian, no. So, they might win. <laughs> they might win. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think Wolves have got a... Uh, sorry, I think um, Villa have got a chance of winning this one. I think they're on a bit of a streak at the moment. What do you guys reckon? Why not what? Yeah, they can win. Why not? Um, Who's they? <laughs> <laughs> so non-committal. <laughs> I, 
don't need to say it. They're just the guys. Is this when it comes to ten to five on Saturday? You can say, "I told you they would win." Yeah, I, I told you the guys would win. <laughs> an absolute cracking display by the lads, as I, as I predicted. <laughs> Emma, can you be a bit more committal? Uh, yes, Aston Villa will win. By a lot, do you think? No, probably not by a lot. No, okay. But they'll win. Yeah. Uh, Leicester versus Manchester United. Danny Simpson derby three o'clock. Leicester got zero wins in four. Manchester United haven't won for their last two. Um, Manchester United have beaten thirty away and have not conceded more than once away in their last fifteen games. Jamie Vardy scored three in his last three, uh, but th- I think we've got a couple of managers under pressure here. What do you two guys think? Is, is Brendan Rodgers under pressure by being? <laughs> by everyone in the media giving him the Newcastle job uh, no just the zero wins in four do you think he's I don't think he, well, I don't think he's under pressure no considering what he's done with Leicester recently but it's not a good run he's on is it is it well zero wins in four is rarely a good run yeah I'd agree with you there brilliant um, like you said Manchester United have some batshit crazy away record yes but I think actually means a, seems to mean something to them as well. I think they're they're very much aware of it and they will play for it. So, so I expect Man United to win this game. Okay, Emma. I imagine that Manchester United will win too. There's no Maguire and Varane. Uh, I just remember. Does that make a difference? I mean, no Maguire surely improves things. <laughs> so I reckon we buy Ian Lindelof, won't it, in defence? Oh. That takes them back down again. Yeah. But remember that Phil Jones won't be playing, so... Oh! Up again. Back up. <laughs> like a roller coaster. They won't, have, they won't have Fred, will they? Because he's playing for Brazil, I would imagine. Well, hold on. We're just assuming now that... I was just wondering a second ago whether Alan played for Brazil. Just thinking, I can't just assume that because he's Brazilian... <laughs> plays in the Premier League that he was selected I mean there's over 100 million Brazilians <laughs> well I'm just assuming that he plays you know in the Premier League I so mean he probably, probably was selected gets picked by his country yeah I mean if only there was a device we could use to look this up <laughs> Google machine Google <laughs> machine um, yeah, I'm also thinking maybe uh, Manchester United's attackers versus Johnny Evans and Soyuncu They've had a rubbish start, haven't they? They have, haven't they? Uh, particularly Sonchi, who's been poor for Turkey as well, hasn't he? Mm. Um, I'm going to go for Manchester United win, same as yourselves. Uh, Manchester City versus Burnley in the Stephen Jordan derby at 3 o'clock. Manchester City can be the first Premier League club to win five consecutive home games versus the same opponent by five or more goals. Um Burnley's last eight games in all competitions against City, they've lost eight, uh, scored one and let in 30. Do we need to spend a lot of time on this game? <laughs> Nobody beats Burnley five times in a row. Six times in a... whatever. What are you thinking? This, this is the line in the sand for Burnley, is it? <laughs> it that's a tennis joke, but it doesn't matter. Oh, OK. Vida Scarolitis once said that nobody beats him 16 times in a row after he beat... Uh, I can't remember who it was, but some somebody beaten like 16 times in a row, and then he said that because he won. <laughs> there you go. It's a joke from a different sport. It worked. Uh, but Manchester City won. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a niche joke from a different sport, as well, which, which I think makes it all the better. 
<laughs> Can we see them getting five goals or more? <laughs> can we see them getting five goals or more? Yeah, of course we can. Yeah, okay. Five different scores. <laughs> five different scores. Yes. Uh, Norwich versus Brighton, three o'clock in the Russell Martin Derby. Norwich uh, got their first point last time out, um, which broke point. a point. Yeah, which broke a run of sixteen. Con- yeah, that broke a run of sixteen consecutive losses in the Premier League. Uh, Brighton had drawn their last two, um, but before that they won their previous two. Um, Norwich are yet to lead in the Premier League so far this season. They are the only team that haven't led so far. Um, can we see this being tight? Because obviously Brighton started fairly well, but you know they're not sort of 1970 Brazil. So have Norwich got a chance? No, they're rubbish. You don't know that with modern training methods and sort of advancements in science. Like maybe this Brighton team could give 1970s Brazil a, a run for the money. I bet they'd be fitter. You watch. You watch the highlights. Carlos Alberto is walking. I mean, are we talking the Brazil 1970 team now, where some of them are dead? Because <laughs> Pelly is an intensive <laughs> Yeah. I think Norwich might win that game. I wasn't talking about Norwich, but yeah, I think Norwich might about win that game. <laughs> I was talking about... You said that Brighton oh, Brighton, sorry. Yes. I think Brighton might win that game as well. Yeah, I've actually, I've changed my mind about Norwich winning that game. <laughs> <laughs> so Brighton can beat the 1970 Brazil team. <laughs> but, but, but Norwich can't beat Pele on a, on a, on a ventilator. <laughs> <laughs> it's Timo Puki kicking the ball into the sort of side of the bed. Uh, Southampton versus Leeds, three o'clock in the Ross Wallace derby. Oh, sorry, Rod Wallace derby. Um, Southampton, two consecutive losses. Leeds won their first game of the season last time out. Um, Leeds have won 14 in the Premier League versus Southampton. It's the most versus one Premier League team. Uh, I hate to be a a pedant, Chris, but when you say two consecutive losses, the word two is redundant. (laughs) He's got a point. Well, can't you have three consecutive or four consecutive? can, but just if you say consecutive losses. Because that in itself means two. So that half a second I spent writing the word or the number two down, I could have spent doing something else. Wasted, mate. Absolutely wasted. Oh, man. Sorry about that. Uh, no James Will Prowse in this game for the first time since uh, Jesus was born. I think it's quite some time. Uh, 2019, I think, which is, is maybe a bit re- more recent. No, Jesus was so young. <laughs> <laughs> He's done nothing in the last two years, has he? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, quite some time for the first time there without James Ward-Prowse, uh, which I imagine might be a big thing for them. Did he get injured playing against Andorra? Uh, against Andor- he no, he got sent off, didn't he? Remember he tackled Jorginho? Against Chelsea. Oh. That was so long ago, I can't remember it. Yeah. Jesus throwing loaves and fishes. Heckling. It's not going to help them, though. No. I mean, he's their captain and their free kick taker and corner taker. I do worry about Southampton, actually, because I think they're... I do like Ralph... They're relying on one man to do everything. I'm worried about them, too. Well, yeah. I mean, Adam, have you listened to Football Weekly this week? Uh, Today, sorry. Uh, No, not today. Uh, John Bruin on there makes an excellent point. He thinks that lots of teams in the Premier League this season are relying on the fact there's going to be three worse teams than then in the Premier League. (laughs) And all of a sudden, they might actually be one of those three teams. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Brighton are currently sick, which is a real problem. Yeah. I think Southampton could be one of those teams. Oh, I hope not. I hope not, too. 
That being said, I will never not go for a Leeds win because I enjoy their chaos. Yeah. Well, Rafinha's not there, is he? Because he played for he scored. I think he scored for Brazil, didn't he, the other day? <laughs> We're just assuming that every Brazilian is <laughs> in Brazil, and I like it. Yeah. Roque Junior is unavailable for Leeds as well due to. Um, Due to what, Chris? Due to what? Due to playing for Brazil. Ronaldinho and Giovanni are unavailable for Barcelona. (laughs) (laughs) We'd get back in time. We're playing on Sunday. It's fine. Yeah. I think Sonny Anderson's retired from international football. He could play for you. Apart from Swedish. Oh, was he? Oh, sorry. (laughs) you, You know that... That Ronaldinho is not coming, getting back straight on that plane after the game, is he? He's going out. <laughs> <laughs> is he still in prison? Like out in Rio. He's not in prison anymore. No. Uh, <laughs> time of recording. I'm fairly sure he's not in prison currently. Yeah. Okay. Not, <laughs> At time of any, recording, it's uh, half past five on Sky is Brentford versus Chelsea in the Josh Bishkekran derby. Um, Chelsea have won their last... Sorry, we just assumed that I'm going to say that Leeds are going to win that game then. Oh, sorry, I thought you had. Sorry, are Leeds going to win this game, Adam? Yeah. Okay, half past five. Chelsea win their last six London derbies away in the Premier League, and Brentford could be the first team in the Premier League to be unbeaten after their first three London derbies. Um, because... Well, that's unfair, because... That's unfair, because Everton have never had the opportunity to go unbeaten in their first three London derbies. Well, also, Brentford are unbeaten against teams top of the... or first in the top flight since January 1947. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what to do with that information. (laughs) I'd love to know how many... if they've literally played once, and it's tomorrow. (laughs) I'm guessing not many of that team are going to be playing tomorrow. The great Brentford team of 46-47. May they rest in peace. <laughs> um, well, I'm imagining Ian Duncan's going to be writing about how great they are. They've got the spirit of the Blitz vibe. <laughs> <laughs> they go back to the office. Uh, yeah, how do we reckon this one's going? I think this could be a little tricky for Chelsea, but I can sort of see them sneaking a win. I really like Brentford. I yeah. think they're really good, so I think they're going to win. I'm on that <laughs> Brentford train. Emma is well and truly on the Brentford train. <laughs> really good. You can't help it. It's, well, like my equivalent, it's like my equivalent of the Brighton train, but hers has genuine hope. Mine's just... <laughs> mine's just misplaced optimism. Well, they're unbeaten in four. Uh, they have lost to Brighton, but, you know, they got the win against Arsenal. They drew against Liverpool. They um, won away at West Ham and Wolves. So, I think Chelsea will win, but I think it will be a tricky 2-0 win or something for them. Maybe maybe two one. Yeah, two 0 so tricky. A, two 0 can devil, be tricky. A, dev- a devastatingly difficult two victory. <laughs> two 0 can be a tricky uh, result. Goals, goals in the ninth and sixteenth minute. No, you could have. A... We will use the word routine. You know, I you could have a tricky one. You could be nil nil to late five minutes, and then Lukaku scores, and then Brentford pushing forward for an equaliser can see the second and the ninety third. There you go. That could be tricky. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. However, we've been over like we've been over how Thomas Tuchel does Thomas Thomas Tuchel's teams don't concede chances, never mind goals. Yeah, no, that's true. We're all going for Chelsea, are we? No, I, I'm going for Brentford. Go for Brent. the, the, the Brentford train is not stopping at this station, Chris. She's not getting off. <laughs> okay. Really 
Uh, okay. It all the way to the bloody end. Choo choo! Off the cliff it goes. Uh, <laughs> I'll see them in the championship. <laughs> You'll see them at the bottom of the English Channel as you go careering off the end. <laughs> All she needs to do is go to Brentford once and realise it's not for her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I never said I was going to go. <laughs> have you, you've not seen people don't just do nothing, have you? I don't know what that is. You've just said some words. <laughs> Sunday, Everton versus West Ham in the Palo de Canio handball derby, 2 o'clock on Sky. Uh, Everton looking to start a Premier League season with four win, wins at home for the first time. Uh, they won 27 games and scored 87 goals versus West Ham in the Premier League. That's the most against one opponent. Um, Do we have to be on TV? <laughs> Benarama ben and Antonio have created 14 chances for each other so far. That's the most of any combination so far in the Premier League. Um, I feel that pain so badly. <laughs> <laughs> you could be alright, aren't you? I just don't want to watch it, Chris. We don't have to watch it. You don't have to. You could literally do anything else that you want. No one's going to force you to watch it just because it's on. You You could leave your apartment. You go for a walk on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Around the park. I bet you're not going to go for a walk, are you, by the sounds of it? No, he's going to watch it. He's going to, yeah. I could go for a swim. You're going to watch it. I'm probably going to watch it. You're going to Serpentine for a swim. Or that Princess Diana thing that people swim in. I don't even know what that is. I think he's talking about the Memorial Garden. Yes. Do people swim in that? <laughs> I, I think it essentially has a water fountain, Mike. Chris. I think people more sort of frolic in the in the in the in the summer, right? Wow. Okay. <laughs> and when you say people, toddlers. <laughs> There is legally nothing stopping you doing that. Steps? <laughs> if, if, if there are toddlers in there frolicking in the water, there might be something legally stopping me. If there, if there isn't, there should be. My friend has got a pass for him and his child for a local indoor play centre. Uh, so he's got a pass and his son's got a pass. And now he's working at home. He's saying, what is to stop me going up there at lunchtime and having a play by myself in the um, going down the slides and on the sort of indoor ball pool and things? Nothing legally. Just common decency. <laughs> uh, Adam, what do you reckon for this result? Uh, I reckon we will probably lose. Okay, I'm going to cheer him up. I'm going to go for an Everton win. What do you reckon, Emma? Oh, I'm not. West Ham are going to win. Okay, fair enough. Um, half past four on Sky is the Rule Fox Derby as Newcastle plays Spurs. Right, things have changed at Newcastle uh, since we last spoke, haven't they? They've got a touch more evil. They have. Is that what my Sunday looks like? That. Yeah. <laughs> They've got new owners who are definitely not part of the Saudi regime. Even though if you look at the the board, no, even though if you look at the website of the new board um, and look at who the board members are, uh, Mohammed bin Salman appears as one of the board members. They're definitely not connected. So what we're saying is that nobody on the Newcastle board has ever uh, sanctioned the murder of a journalist in an embassy. Apparently not. Uh, you actually use the word embassy to narrow that down. Otherwise, I was going to say I'm not. <laughs> I thought I thought the use of the word embassy was important. It made it specific, yeah. Okay, yeah. if this happened... They didn't tell anybody to bring their own bones or... 
because because we've got a prime minister who ordered who who uh, suggested that he ordered the um, the roughing up of a journalist. So. <laughs> If we, if this happened to either of our, our clubs, so if this happened to Everton or Barcelona, uh, with PIF rocking up and buying them, sorry, to my club, so okay, theoretically, work. if it did, how would no, you? No, t- no. In a different universe, that it is, cannot happen. Yeah, let, let let her live in her in her smug world. <laughs> She's better than us. No, 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 I'm not better than you. You guys are really fucking rich. Is there anything <laughs> to stop? Is there anything to yeah, stop? And you're gonna get it. Is there anything from Newcastle? Yeah. Yes. Would there be anything stop Mohammed bin Salman running for president of Barcelona? Yeah, we know the rules, Chris. Yeah, the rules. I don't. I can't remember what the rules are. We have to be. A, have to be a associate for a start. Okay, so what if he became associate? No. No, he can't, or no, you don't want it to happen. Uh, I don't think he can currently. Okay. All right. If you wrapped up at Goodison Park, then, um, Adam, how would you feel? Um, think of all that money. Think of all that blood. Rich, rich money. Oh, that sweet, sweet money. I bet he has it like Scrooge McDuck and duck jumps <laughs> off. Spits out of his mouth as if he's spitting water in a swimming pool. Yeah, like that guy in Breaking Bad who just was laying on all that money. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, but I got. Go on. How would uh, you feel if he if he turned up at your football club? Adam. I'm thinking, thinking about, about it, Chris. All right. Okay, there's just pr- prolonged silence on a prolonged silence on a podcast isn't very good for the listeners. He's also the editor. It lets them know that I'm deep in thought. Does it? Okay. And then when I listen back to it, it sounds like I'm too much deep in thought. Uh-huh. <laughs> like Emerson. I sniff it out and make it look like I came up with that really quick and sort of... I feel like the camera is... Oh. I feel like the camera is closed upon your head and we can see inside and there's a monkey in a striped suit playing the drum. <laughs> Aren't you people going to be like a mule in a, with a spinning wheel? He doesn't know how to got it, and he, how we got it, and he doesn't know what to do with it. Okay. Are you suggesting there's going to be a monorail going around the outside of St. James's Park? That's exactly what it is. It really put Ogdenville on the map. Come on. A four-car electrified bonafide monorail. Come on, this is giving you thinking time. Mohammed bin Salman turns up at Goodison Park. How would you feel? Um, mildly displeased. Yeah? Yeah, but, well, you don't have any control or power over it, do you? So... You don't, but do you want that association? That's what. That's why I said mildly displeased. Isn't Everton's owner a rich Russian guy? I don't. I don't know what he does. I, <laughs> the, some, some things you don't. Sometimes you don't look under that. You don't pull at that thread ever. I thought he was a rich Kuwaiti guy, wasn't he? Well, he's he's secretly or it, it, he's a fall guy for the guy who was only part of Arsenal. Ah, uh, okay. Usmanov. Usmanov. Uzbekistan. He, I think he is. Um, oh, my mistake. Definitely not Russian. Yeah, def- completely different, actually. Go on, do you um, feel sorry for any Newcastle fans who are having a bit of a quandary over this, or can you see why after the Ashley years they'd be so happy? I can see both of those things. Yeah? Um, I do I do think there's an element now where a sad, a, a sad element 
where the because in the um, unlike uh, un unlike in well not in, in all of Spain I suppose but unlike in parts of Spain our football clubs are for sale and they are owned by the uber wealthy that now sort of like to own a Premier League football club you do have to essentially be a billionaire and how many ethical billionaires are there? I I guess not many um, but I suppose you can, there's a difference between how Richard Branson became a billionaire and how Mohammed bin Salman acts as a billionaire is there not I say this because I, I think that and as I said to, to when we were talking about this in the podcast I do think that there's a, an element though where I'm I'm not an expert I don't know I couldn't tell you whether Saudi Arabia is worse than Qatar is worse than Abu Dhabi uh, is worse than Abu Dhabi is worse like is worse than Yeah. Yeah. It's not a separate country, don't talk about it like that. Yeah, but that's how they talk about it when they talk about when they talk about Man City in this country. That's what we do. But they're idiots. Yeah. Okay, but carry on. Otherwise they won't understand. Did you know that in Saudi Arabia they don't get the Flintstones? Uh but in Abu Dhabi they do? Well there we go. So... That's a joke and you, <laughs> you Wow. I'm here all week. <laughs> I just think that any country that gets the Flintstones is is better. <laughs> um, um, no, but sorry. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not an expert that, but I do think there's an element where we have for nearly twenty years now we have watched the uber wealthy. Uh, influence world football but especially English football for the worst and you've seen Abramovich turn up at Chelsea and he was the first and he was the novelty and then Man City was the challenger and the, and the second one and I think that now this is the the third one and people are willing to attack from the beginning where they weren't to be, uh, they weren't always that that wasn't always the case yes this is what you said you said someone about being the third cab off the rank or something didn't you and the yes. whatsapp group okay can you understand I mean, me come I, I mean none of this is I mean you don't have to be happy about it but I do I do want to sort of <sighs> if you boil it down to sort of what football means to a lot of people like do you have to work just do you have to worry about the ownership do you can you not just enjoy people playing a game on the pitch and yeah i was going to say can you distance yourself from it to an extent can you understand newcastle fans who just want to watch football after a, a long week at work yeah who don't want to talk about the geopolitical issues of the of the world yeah they just want to support their team yeah yeah, I can understand. I do as well. I can also completely see the person who doesn't want to have any part to do with it. Yeah. 
What about you, Emma? What do you think? I get both sides of it. Um, do you think you'd be leaning one side or the other? I... <laughs> See, this, the desperate state that my football club is currently in, <laughs> I don't think I care where the money came from at this point. This very much sounds like that bit that Tom Hammer for doing. Get me one of those blood diamonds. <laughs> I will take the bloodiest diamond that you've got. I've got to be honest, even when you were winning all those trophies under pet, you're quite happy to do child trafficking, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, and uh, illegal organ procurement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's not like we can say that. I can't say that my club is perfect because we're sponsored. We were sponsored by Qatar. Airways and Qatar for a number of years. Mm. So it doesn't matter where you go in football, there will be something which is incredibly unsavory in there somewhere. No one's whiter than white. Okay. No one at the no one at the top level is whiter than white. Yeah. How far down do you reckon you gotta go? (laughs) Is that where this is that where you start? Forest Green. Yeah. Forest Green maybe lower than that. <laughs> uh, uh, so who reckons going to win? Hackney-Wick. Sorry? Hackney-Wick FC. <laughs> no, nothing good comes from Hackney. Alan Sugar's from Hackney, isn't he? Um, what, anyway, back to this game then. So, uh, Newcastle versus Spurs. Um, Spurs beat Villa 2-1 last time out. Um, that ended three consecutive losses. Newcastle zero wins in five. And San Maximum has carried the ball 1,950 metres so far in the Premier League. That's lots of different times. Not, that's lots yeah, of different... They've taken place over a series of games, not all, not all in one game. Um, if, if, if PFI had been buying off refs so Alan St. Maximum could carry the ball, <laughs> then I've got a problem. I've, then that I've got a problem yeah, he's also created the most chances uh, from sort of dribbling as well. Um, he's created 11 chances from dribbling. So, Harry Kane looks sort of out of sorts at the moment, doesn't he? Alan Sam Maxwell looks very much in sorts. Can we see a, a Newcastle result given the um, the occasion as well? Unfortunately for Newcastle, they're still the same team with the same manager. Yeah, at least 10 of those players are sat around thinking, uh, I'm about to get fired. <laughs> Yeah, but do you reckon sort of like Joe Hart and Vincent Company thought that when the new owners came in at um, Manchester City? No, because Vincent Company was bought by the new owners. He wasn't. Yeah, I think he was. No, he probably wasn't. Let me get on the old. Someone's done his research. Let me get on the old Google. Wasn't he bought as part of it? Wasn't he bought by? um... Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm right. I think you're. I think you're. Again, we'll be editors out. Yeah, yeah, good point. Editor's prerogative. He signed uh, a week before uh, the new people came in. With assurances that the new people were coming in? Yeah. Doesn't say that. I think that's clearly a moot point that I'm right. It's a cow's opinion. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I reckon. I mean, do, do Newcastle fans actually want Newcastle to win? Do you know? Do they are they in a position where they want Newcastle to bumble through till the transfer window starts? Bruce goes, and then they buy all these players and shoots at the table. Do, do Newcastle fans want Newcastle to win? I mean, surely Steve Bruce knows that he's going. He's probably already packed his thing. Yeah. 
I mean, I wouldn't have gotten it if I was him. Isn't the idea of Newcastle being the richest team in the championship quite funny, though? <laughs> Admittedly, it's very funny. <laughs> because we have... I know, like, I know that some serious journalists yeah, have done lots of talking about Newcastle, about the whole Newcastle situation and about how um, certain other aspects of uh, of the football media surrounding football are sort of willing to just immediately overlook everything and be like, oh, look, signings, look who we can... But it is fun to joke about those things as well. And so it's, it's funny enough to joke about who's going to be sort of like Newcastle's Rubinho or Newcastle's Alano and they go through that plodding phase in between. But if they have to do it from the championship, I mean, we get to find out who gets to be their Robert Earnshaw. Timo Pukki. <laughs> <laughs> they've, got, they've already got the white gale. They've got their own Robert Earnshaw, right? <laughs> Can you imagine this time next year, Newcastle fans in the Championship thinking, a year ago we were talking about killing an Mbappe. We've got Timo Pukki. <laughs> what? what happens if they just have so much money and they still end up with <laughs> in the Championship? <laughs> they do a job in the Championship, right? I think so. killing Mbappe at Rochdale. <laughs> <laughs> They won 17-0. <laughs> they never actually told him they got relegated. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. This is, this is embarrassing because Rochdale are in League 2. I do that. Even if they get promoted, they can't play against... <laughs> the FL Cup. Yeah, the, that's what I meant. Or the, what's that? The Papa John's. The championship teams don't, the championship teams don't play in the, um, in the joke one, do they? They play their under-23s, don't they? Which, of course, Mbappe would qualify for, I guess. You're right, Chris. I'm right again. Thank you for right. Uh, okay, so how do you think this game's going to go? I'm going to go for a Newcastle win. I'm going to go for a Spurs win. Whoa! And I don't think Spurs are very good, but... It's all if, you think, if you think Emma's on a, on a Brentford train, she's on a, a Spurs... She's on a Spurs plane crash. <laughs> Huge fan of North London. <laughs> um, I also think that Spurs will win. Okay. Oh, welcome to the plane. <laughs> Exit as, here, as it's, here, here, here. As, as, as it's dramatically losing altitude. <laughs> well, United in 93, it'll be fine. <laughs> what, a time, what a time to get on board. Let's roll. Uh, uh, Monday night is Arsenal versus Crystal Palace in the Eddie McGoldrick derby 8 o'clock on Sky uh, Arsenal got 10 out of 12 points for the last 4 games Palace have drew their last 2 uh, Arsenal on a Monday have won their last 7 um, but Palace on their last 3 Arsenal have won 1 and drawn 2 uh, Patrick Vieira will be the 4th ex-Arsenal player to manage against them after David O'Leary Remy Gard and Tony Adams um, oh, I was just about to say all those 3 come on <laughs> See, I was about to say thank you for not making me guess. <laughs> I, you know, if you weren't at one hour and 13 minutes, I would have said guess. Uh, I, I never uh, would have got memory card, by the way. No. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for a score draw, 2-2. Two, two. have Desmond. All right, Paul Merson. <laughs> <laughs> I only said that because that's what my degree is. Do I love North London? A lot. I think Arsenal are going to win. <laughs> okay. More than South London, then. Yeah. Well, 
Crystal Palace, you don't want to go to Croydon. No, you don't. It's not really London. Yeah. There's a tram system, that's all you need to know. All I know about there that there's an IKEA. <laughs> oh, before we wrap up, hot off the press, a supercomputer has predicted the final Premier League table based on results so far. Is it one of those good supercomputers? Would we like to hear the... <laughs> it's, a, it's a secret ingredient you love. <laughs> <laughs> Should I read the final table out? Yeah. Okay. Is, is it just going to be the same? It's, if it's just the table now... <laughs> Go on then. So what I'll do, I would read out the, the position and the team, and you read out the team that's in that position, okay? Okay. So, one, Chelsea. Currently top. They? They're, they're going to be on 99 points. Uh, ten points ahead of Liverpool in second. Who are currently second? <laughs> Three, Manchester City. Currently third. Four, Brentford. Oh, no, Manchester what? United are currently top. Someone, ha someone has been screwing with that machine. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> Brentford are fourth uh, on 74 points four ahead of Manchester United ok Manchester United are currently fourth uh, West, Everton are fifth West Ham sixth Brighton are sixth uh, Everton seventh uh, Brentford are seventh Brighton eight Spurs are eight Villa nine uh, West Ham are ninth Wolves ten Villa are tenth uh, Leicester eleven Arsenal are eleventh Spurs twelve Wolves are 12. Uh, Arsenal 13. Leicester are 13th. Palace 14. Palace are indeed 14. <laughs> Watford 15. They are 15. Le <laughs> Leeds 16. Correct. Yeah. 16. Uh, 17th place, Newcastle. Oh, that's Southampton currently. Uh, so, well, that, the supercomputer's clearly factored in that, that Saudi money. So they are, Newcastle are on 29 points, 6 ahead of 18th place, Burnley. Burnley are indeed 18th. Southampton 19th. Newcastle are 19th. And bottom on 20 is Norwich with 14 points. That's 13 on, points more than they've currently. <laughs> Newcastle staying up on 29 points, did you say? Yes. I think that computer yeah. might be faulty. This supercomputer <laughs> also predicts zero Premier League wins for uh, Southampton. So their 21 points will all be draws. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that computer. I will buy it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Newcastle long. Uh, sorry, Southampton aren't going to win a game all season. But twenty, the, but they're only. Gonna, <laughs> they're also only going to lose like seventeen. <laughs> yeah. So they're going to finish seven. They're going to finish seventeen. So they're going to finish seven points ahead of Norwich, who will who will have won two games themselves. <laughs> I can kind of see it happening Potentially one of them against Southampton At least <laughs> Maybe both <laughs> Norwich are on course to score nine goals all season And Chelsea are going to concede four No I want better things for Norwich <laughs> Chelsea are going to concede four According to this yeah They lose one game They've already conceded three <laughs> <laughs> They're going to end up with a goal difference of plus 74. Yeah, they're not. 
<laughs> what are they on at the moment? 16. How, how many games have they lost? One. So they're not going to lose any more games by the end of the season and only concede one more goal? That's not going to happen. <laughs> how many games are they going to draw? Uh, that's six. So there's going to be five nil-nil draw. Uh, well, they've got five draws, so at least four of them will have to be nil-nil. <laughs> I think this computer might be in a ZX Spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. That brings us to the end of our roundup. That brings us to the end of our podcast. Anyone got any other business? No. No. no I just, I just feed it to the supercomputer. We can talk about it next week. <laughs> uh, okay, we're man on the post part of the app, man on the post network. We've had a couple of podcasts out over the international break. Uh, Ali did a quiz with um, Dave, Simon, Ryan, and uh, Ross, so you can listen back and see how that got on. Myself and Jesse spoke to uh, Sammy Walker, who is a, a transgender player playing in the uh, women's football pyramid. Um, that's a very interesting podcast. You can go back and listen to there. Uh, Ali, <laughs> structure what a weird word that is i don't think it's a pyramid because i don't think you sort of have the i don't think it grows at the bottom Chris. i think it's more of a structure is it more of a ponzi yeah uh okay, so um the sunday show or the monday show will be back with uh simon and dave and ali uh talking about the games that we've been predicting here if you like what you hear you can um subscribe to us on spotify stitcher acast or apple podcast and all your future emails will fall automatically into your inbox um we'd be grateful for any positive reviews you could leave for us as there uh, because that helps with our uh, algorithm um you can follow us at man of the post on spot on um, twitter and on instagram you can give us a like on facebook too adam if they want to follow you how do they do that Say 101. Look at you dropping the word algorithm in there, like you know what it means. I've got to be honest, they nearly said a logarithm. <laughs> <laughs> I had to correct myself at the last minute. Uh, you can follow me at CHM77. Emma, they can't follow you, can they? No. Brilliant. How do they follow you, Chris? And like I just said, at CHM77. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And on that, always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>